and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the first Hold Steady album in five years, Thrashing Through the Passion, and it starts out with a song called Denver Haircut. Shave his head at the airport In a bar at the end of the concourse Said you're kind of catching me at a transitional time I'm a bright light burning into a dark horse She said I'll strap on the saddle And I'm sorry but this city's a cesspool I'm kissing a cadre with half of these jackals Still couldn't get any jet fuel Taxis took her out to some parties Found a man with a handful huddled over some car keys It doesn't have to be pure, it doesn't have to be perfect Just sorta has to be worth it Some of these songs had been previously released over the past couple years as singles, but I'm so happy to get this as a complete album. It's so wonderful. And, you know, The Hold Steady is one of my all-time favorite bands. And Boys and Girls in America is 100% the best album that came out in 2006 and also one of the best albums, period. But Franz Nikolai left the band several years ago to kind of do his own thing. He was the keyboardist. And then they put out Heaven Is Where Whenever and Teeth Dreams, both of which never really stuck with me as much as I love this band. And Franz Nicolai is now back, and they kept the guy, Steve Selvage, who was brought in to replace him. So now they're, a, they're now a six-piece. It's such a return to form, this album. It makes me so happy. Yeah, they, musically, we get these nice... We get a little sample of the piano there after that first chorus, and... Then the bridge is this nice kind of balance between a really pretty piano line and then almost like a metal guitar, which I think befits the songs where there's not one but two Metallica references, which is, I think, you know, the appropriate music for someone who is going to go get high with someone you just met at the airport in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the whole city songwriting and Craig Finn's storytelling style is still here with the kind of small time criminals and people sticking around to party long after the party is over and sort of making de- bad decisions. But the mu- the the band backing and the musical accompaniment is, I think, stronger than it's ever been. And one of the songs that I think the second song is that which will play next, Epaulettes, kind of shows how the rest of the band is really coming forward on this record. She checks on the exorcist, she's on her way over in an ice-lock car with the apple and shoulders and sweet. Cause I'm a sucker for the dictator shack, and I'm good with the irregular heartbeats. So mess hanging with me. I we even share ideas, and it seems like we got similar interests, and it seems like we got similar problems. I think we know the same people, I think I know what she means. She says she loves the way these little 
entire band here joins together to bring such a triumphant sound to this song. And that's, I think, the real gift of this band that Craig Finn's songwriting is dragging you into the gutter in various ways, in ver- you know various parts of the gutter, but it's always people who are struggling, don't, you know, barely, you know, barely finding their way in the world. Uh, it just kind of has to be worth it being the lyric from that first song and hear a relationship that seems pretty doomed and maybe mostly based on drugs. And yet that little bit after the first chorus where you hear all of the instruments together. So there's horns and guitar and the piano just very loudly, everything comes together and it's, it lifts you up. And that does a such a good job of counteracting the lyrical content that can be so dark and yet with affection and humor. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes the whole city a great band yeah. is that it's, you know, it's triumph. It's maybe some dark themes, but it's always triumphant and always helping you to stay positive. And, and you're not wallowing because, I mean, all of these songs are pretty short. I think the longest one is just over four minutes. Most of them are under three. And yet they're so packed with lyrics. Uh, I think there's not a lot of repetition. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, but the chorus is totally different every time. And so when there is something repeated, it really sticks out like here where those first two lines are also the last two lines, that image of the ocelot caught with the epaulette shoulders. Yeah, she texts from the exit, says she's on her way over in the ocelot coat with the epaulette shoulders. And that's also what I think really marks his songwriting is he does, Craig Finn has this talent for these character sketches that are built on real specificity about things. And that's what makes them so resonant and and, entertaining. Yeah, and it's entertaining and restrained though, where he does just a, a little touch, says a little something that tells so much about the character. And it's a through line, I think on most of these songs. And I, I do appreciate, though, that where most of these songs are about people who are doing a fair bit of drugs and maybe partying too much. And I think the next song, he's at least trying to look at, well, here's some maybe trying to go legit and get clean. And it's uh, still bittersweet. It's called You Did Good Kid. You did good kid. You did good kid. You did good kid. You settled for the first girl that sent you a swing You bought a little house up on Sycamore Street You hung around the money until they cut you a piece You did good, kid You did good, kid But the things they did tell you when you went off to work How does it feel? Where does it hurt? You can't see the wires when they're under his shirt But they're taking down every single detail he came into the club with the commemorative place of a fiction of the slaughter at Shiloh. And the light in his eyes was diminished, but they announced his arrival. Once the assistant hitched us into the harness, the wolves all started acting kind of sheepish. Walk up in a bed with a spray-painted mattress, dripping wet with the emotional weakness. Single moment gets abandoned and emptied. Every single speaker gets blown, and now you wanna go home. This song has stuck with me, I think, partially because of that contrast of this 
taking the same you know acerbic wit that he usually turns to the drug addicts to someone who is you know trying to get a legit job and stay, hang around the money until they cut you a piece and it's so biting and yet also there's something musically about this one and i think it's that bells mm-hmm. that kind of ding dong uh, sound yeah. that gives it such a distinctive sound and so i keep the ones that get stuck in your head mm-hmm. you think oh, what about of this but i for me it really did this is also the one where they sneak in the title of the album as one of the lyrics it's not there's no title track but it is one of the lyrics in the song which is again super lyrically dense and i i like that uh again looking at someone who you know trying to trying to live a legit life but in the first verse or i guess the first chorus there's not really as clear a distinction here but i to the extent that there is i think he says that he wouldn't be as impressed with the sunrise if it wasn't for the darkness and this guy's you know he's trying to live in the light and maybe not enjoying it so much yeah there's a lot of uh, structural complexity in these songs they're not just kind of verse chorus verse there's a lot of different you kind of go on a journey with a lot of these songs and that's one of the things i like about this song is that you know there's kind of a the chorus is thrown in but it really changes over the course of the song and there's where, where we faded out there there's some weird like noise and kind of chaos and the fact that these and also just musically the fact that this record has more horns on it than I've ever heard in a Hold Steady album. Oh yeah, the horns and they do bring the joy in ways that are very needed. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, and then I think the, the organ solo I think later on there is a little bit more organ as well. So I think the horns and the organ both give it a very kind of grounded and almost old fashioned sound. At the same time they're both so light and powerful and airy and I think it really elevates the album to have both of them so prominently featured on most of the songs and i think we will go from i think this song that is into the next track which is called traditional village wait this song that is what that is the song we just talked about (laughs) all right traditional village The difference between plunder and pillage Everyone has such an important position When you live in a traditional village The waiter walks up with his arm in a sling The doctor said it's sort of suspicious Pretty sure that he's not even injured He's just fishing for another prescription They march us into museums faded out over some of that piano magic that Franz Nikolai brings to the table and I think you know he's a great example of where some a particular member of a band doesn't bring just the instrument they play but they bring some sort of magic along with them and I think when he left the whole city lost some of their magic and it wasn't just the keyboard and the accordion 
parts. It was he clearly has some influence on, on the songwriting. And, you know, sometimes it's just kind of the relationship between the people in the band that if you're writing songs that, you know, maybe you think another person, maybe you're impressed with someone's taste. So you kind of edit yourself more or you push yourself harder because you're trying to impress some other member of your band and then when that person is gone maybe you, you let yourself slide a little bit you know you never really know what's going on behind the scenes but i think he's a great example of he left and something was lost and then he came back and he's definitely bringing something back yeah the little touches here of the pian the very beautiful piano lines combined with in i think some of the most synthetic sounding keyboard sounds on the album and uh, it for me really works well that this song called traditional village and it goes in and it's very much about kind of education and religion and art history. And I think it's, it's not a very hold steady song. It's not as much about a, a particular story, even if there are these little yeah. images and it's feel it's more kind of philosophical about, you know, how we're educated about the past and then coming to this future, which is all computers and guys doctor shopping to get their uh, opioid fix. And, so I, I, but then to anchor that with the title combined with that super futuristic synth sound. And then, uh, but before that, that very horn heavy and, you know, for a second, I'm like, oh, this is a Bruce Springsteen song, which happens, I think, a fair bit with Hold Steady. But I think this very much felt like that mm -hmm. and then turned to this weird, not story about particular characters, but much more sort of this philosophical meditation on how society is evolving and how we're all just kind of click monkeys using our computers instead of you know connecting in more meaningful ways and it's uh it's nice to see you know craig finn and the band turning their using their skills that are usually for these very specific portraits of specific events and trying to look at the big picture it's mm -hmm. a nice change of pace for sure the next song we'll play is definitely a classic old city song called entitlement crew just What I love about this song is it's on one level the most poppy song with that sing-along chorus mm -hmm. where, oh my goodness, the lyrics actually repeat in the choruses. <laughs> and yet structurally, it is so ambitious where as I take notes, I'm like, oh, well, here's a verse and another verse. And then, well, there's a pre-chorus, but this is, I guess, a, another pre-chorus and then the chorus and then the chorus repeats, but with different lyrics. And, oh, here's a little interlude. And then that bit we heard where the instruments all go nuts and it's the celebration of life in, in such a big way. It's uh, it's 
quite a quite a ride. Yeah, the reason th- this whole song is great, and so it was tough to pick the right piece to pull out and play here. But the reason I wanted to play that ending portion is because of the way in that instrumental interlude, it's like the piano comes in, and then the guitars, and then the horns, and it's just everybody playing together, and it has such power. And I feel like this it's the best demonstration of why this album stands apart from prior hold steady albums is the musicianship is just they're really at the top of their game and they you know they've gone from doing tours to being having a strong enough fan base that they can just fly into a major city and do a residency of like four or five nights in a small club like we saw them at the rickshaw stop last which is a relatively small venue and and just be able to kind of not travel around but just please their fans and Put on a great show um, unfortunately i as much as i love the hold city and they are a terrific live band i realized the last time we saw them will probably be the last time i see them because they're they they unfortunately have enough of a fan base of like drunk bros who are do not care about their personal space and they're just too you know well yeah that the, these, unpleasant. these songs that are that are very affectionate towards people who are drunk and on drugs and then there seem to be fans who sort of embrace it unironically sort of like the people who are really into fight club and like yeah, yeah. i want to start a fight club I'm like no that's not what the movie about and yeah this is the same thing like this is about people who are struggling and and having trouble this is not an encouragement for you to embrace that lifestyle and yeah there seems to be a subculture of like no we're just gonna read the surface meaning which is tough but I think inevitable with any popular art. True, true. To be misheard. So, uh, the next song is another delightful portrait. And speaking of a lack of irony, <laughs> it's called T-shirt tucks. And everyone's sad about the hate that they're here. Bearing their teeth and sharpening spears. Stuff that they put in the punch bowl tonight Makes it too hard to pay much attention But your war of attrition Turned out to be a major attraction A boy and a girl were draining their beers They said Stalin was a weatherman To start his career And Johnny Cash was in the service When the news came through the wire And it's weird how you feel with bad people she said, yeah, I guess, whatever All your fun little facts are never gonna keep us together We'll all be tuned once we leave this room We're spinning through the turnstiles and we're sleeping in our shoes When we're sat in stones, when we're all hooked up at home But when we leave the house, we're homesick Got the disconnection blues there were multiple dispensers and some friends we couldn't use. Because we started this with the second verse, I just have to point out that the song starts out with there's that girl from your work and she's here with some guy he's got a t-shirt tux and a piano key tie and so that's really setting the tone of the song yeah and it starts off and we hear a little of that super jokey guitar riff i don't know that it's jokey it's very kind of like thin lizzy but yeah it feels 
for ZZ it Top. Does, yeah, it does not feel very much like tonally in line with the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. And it has this kind of goofy. Da, 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 da. It's yeah. Just, it's, 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 and we weren't, we're to, we're to, very we, different party. We have our, yeah, we, our dog Enzo is very excited about his shark toy right so, now. Yeah, so, so he's at a shark party, and this is a different kind of party that we're talking. And I think it starts off with, you know, these, these guys are grown up and they've probably been to a lot of parties and they're kind of rolling their eyes at these kids who are, you know, dressing ridiculously and engaging in ridiculous small talk all of that all your fun little facts aren't going to keep us together together. (laughs) and yet um by the end of the song they're able to kind of step back and think well but it's important for us to go to these parties and find that connection with each other and what's the alternative us just like staying home and on the internet and so that it can start off kind of jokey and tongue-in-cheek and yet it ends up being this really, I think, sincere celebration and plea for interpersonal connectedness in a way that's so sincere. And I would not have expected it the way the song begins. Yeah, and it starts out with that guitar riff and it ends with this slow kind of a piano piece that's a total change in tone. And it work, but it works together so effectively as a song. Yeah, and, just, and it ends just, let's all try to tell a little truth tonight that, that again, that we can find... The, the way you get there may seem a little messy, but it, it's it's important nonetheless. Yeah. And so we go from this that you know starts kind of jokey and super sincere and go into maybe the most densely elusive song on the album. It's called Star 18. And someone's going to get a squeaky toy taken away in the interim. Sorry I'm late, I got caught in a mosh with this dude who said he used to play with Peter Tosh. But he never brought it up again once I said, man, I don't believe you. And I went over this great expanse and I saw some kid pissing on his parachute pants. And one split second I figured out that he was one of your crew. The amphetamines did what the amphetamines do and she was chewing through her cheek at the National Zoo. And the dress she was wearing made a nice case for natural selection. the most pure fun on this album uh it's so like the energy is so high and uh that there's this wonderful little uh synth noodles that happen the guitar work there's is really energetic there's these fun uh guitar solos and it's this kind of mishmash of references of peter tosh and both Ernest and muriel hemingway and they wrote the song in 2018 but Marilyn Hemingway was in Star 80, but Star 18 sounds like a code on your phone, but then you're doing it on a rotary dial. It's just this mishmash of craziness. And I think in the hands of a lesser songwriter and a less talented band, they would be trying way too hard. Mm-hmm. And for them, it just feels like, oh, we just wanted to have some fun. So we're just playing around. Mm-hmm. And it works. And the musicianship is so tight that instead of it being complete... Mi- just a, a soup it's instead this delightful 
refreshing experience. Yeah, I feel like Craig's Craig Finn's style of speak singing feels so off the cuff and so natural and he has perfected it as an as an art so well that it really feels like they're almost just improvising but it's obviously so tight that that's not the case yeah, but it, it just feels very natural. Yeah, the chorus is here also like he doesn't have the widest singing range but this chorus is perfectly tailored to his singing range so it sounds super melodic in a way that's really fun. So the next song we'll play is the penultimate track, and it's called The Stove and the Toaster. Let's just say they owe me a favor. I did something for them. What it is doesn't matter. Here's what's important. It's gonna be easy. It's gonna be simple. Put it up to his temple. He's expecting our call. Yeah, they know our intentions. They approve of our methods. They consider us partners going out through the window. Leave through the terrace. They still owe me a favor. What it is matter cause they got earpiece dudes in a fortified fortress and a wholesale crew that does a pretty big business and it's something we can do on our cruises got some new information from the chef and the chauffeur they put the stash in the stove they keep the cash in the toaster So you won't be surprised that the way this song turns out is that there is no stove and there is no toaster. But this is such a great... Uh, these two tracks are really perfect to end on there's this song and then confusion in the marketplace and this song the stove and the toaster is such a classic hold steady song about small time criminals who aren't as smart as they think they are making bad decisions and kind of getting screwed and it's very classic sounding whereas confusion in the marketplace which is the song we'll go out with is kind of different and philosophical and a little bit down more down tempo and i think it hints at a different direction and so i like that they put these two right here at the end of the album yeah the intensity here is so overwhelming that i think if the it's the last song needs to be more stepped back and a little more contemplative or else it would be a complete downer to end on and here there's this real claustrophobia of him saying look no i i'm i'm in on this deal don't worry it's going to be great and they're so far in over his over their heads and i think a lot of the songs he's been a little more of an, a, a detachment where it's always describing someone else or it's either in the second or third person and here it's very much about him and him making bad decisions and the way he kind of crams so many words into the beats in a line makes it feel even more just kind of like somebody talking really fast and well, they've yeah, got clear, a big idea yeah, clear there's they're uh they're dealers who maybe are getting high on their own supply because that's there's some bad decision making happening and i felt so in, in, involved in this and maybe my brain was already primed by the recent a breaking bad movie that i'm just thinking the southwestern yeah, yeah the southwestern crime you know people who are not very smart getting into a lot of trouble real fast mm -hmm. and it's uh but it's so vivid and i think it's a gift of craig finn that i think he himself maybe didn't get 
in, into bad things in his life like this, but he knew enough people who knew enough people and they say, write what you know, but he's he's such a keen observer that he can write as if he experienced this firsthand and he, make us believe it. He always strikes me as someone who has gained his wisdom by watching other people make mistakes and yeah. learn from them. I think he probably made a few mistakes, but I think he was smart enough to pull back before <laughs> things went totally off the rails. And thank goodness, because the results are these great albums. Yeah, this is their seventh studio album, and I'm just so excited to have them back and in such great form. I, I just I couldn't stop listening to this album, and it's really short. I think it's maybe less than 40 minutes. It's 10 songs, and they, they didn't need to put any filler in here. They've reached a point in their career where they don't need to keep making music, but they're doing it because they love it, and they're good at it, and they can just really give us the hits and cut you just cut out the fat it, it's just such a great record yeah a real a real gift here in 2019 so we'll go we'll, with that last track yeah it's called confusion in the marketplace and again we've been listening to the we've been discussing the hold studies thrashing through the passion and you've been listening to for the record thanks so much for listening princess came to breakfast looking puffy from the present zone someone's little sister had me marching to the metronome the maharajis on the mountain with a megaphone reaching for the secrets and the static on the stereo Stories straight.